Alright, nobody move. This is a robbery. Uh... It's a stick-up, and tell you what you gotta do to get out of this. You gotta hit the subscribe button and the like button. That is a method. Unless you've already hit those, in which case, don't do it again. That undoes a like and subscribe. If you've already done that, congratulations, you're free to go. Here's the bill for your cheeseburger and fries. Nine ninety five. dollars Gratuity is included. <laughs> welcome to Under the Bridge, everyone. <laughs> yeah, welcome. I'm Cody, a.k.a. the Scarlet Troll. And I am Greg, a.k.a. Greg. And it has been a week of trailers. Indeed. Actually, a lot of freaking trailers. So many trailers. Mm. But before we get into the trailers, let's talk about some other stuff. Yes, indeed. We got a DLC roadmap for Sonic Frontiers. This is the Sonic game that didn't actually have a release date until extremely late, right? Yeah, the one that just came out. Oh, okay, cool. Well, that is... Is is the roadmap good? Uh... <laughs> God almighty. <laughs> so there's three updates. Okay. Update 1 is going to contain a jukebox, a photo mode, and new challenge modes. Okay. Update 2 includes something called Sonic's Birthday. Terrifying. An open zone challenge, and new Coco. And the Coco are collectible little things that Sonic can use to increase his maximum speed or his ring meter. Okay. And then, update 3, update 3, we get playable characters and a new story. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about that. <laughs> and it's all free. Oh, okay, never mind then. I figured that would be like premium content. Nah, it's even nuttier. They don't say who the playable characters are, but on the banner they do show Tails, Knuckles, and Amy, so presumably them. Okay. Which, hey, nutty, because honestly, open world, big sweeping levels with cliff sides and stuff, that's more Knuckles than Sonic anyway. Hmm. So I'm excited for that. Okay. Also, we're getting a Holiday Cheer Suit DLC December 21st this year. It looks dumb. A Holiday Cheer Suit? It's just Sonic wearing a weird-looking Santa jacket and hat. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's free. I mean, it's... As I say, it's free, but... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that was the only game update that I had, technically. Hmm. Unless you count this new bit of news from today, that we are apparently getting a Toe Jam and Earl movie. Uh, what? Greg EXE has stopped working. <laughs> Indeed. Of all the things. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> Says the person who's been giving updates on the Gran Turismo movie. <laughs> and it's coming from Amazon Studios. Oh, so it's going to be a Prime movie then. Apparently. Might get some okay. kind of theatrical release. They do that. Hmm. So, okay. yeah, that's weird. I don't know if Weird really covers it that enough. <laughs> I mean, it's two space alien rappers coming to Earth looking for a, disease, a, a cure for a disease. Oh, okay. That is eradicating their home planet's rhythm, funk, and groove. Oh, fun. Anyways, I didn't have much to say about the Toe Jam and Earl movie, just that it's happening, and boy, that's weird, but... Yeah, that is some out-there news, to say the least. <laughs> Not even the weirdest video game movie release we've had announced, I don't think. I mean, for me, the Gran Turismo movie still takes the cake on that. At least with Turtle Jim and Earl, from what absolutely little I know about it, there is something resembling story. Live-action so... Minecraft starring Jason Momoa. Alright, I take back what I just said. <laughs> Nothing's really gonna top that for me. 
Uh, fair. <laughs> At least, not much that I can think of. I can think of other things that would freak me out more, but I'm not going to will them into existence. Completely forgot that that was something being made. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Ugh. Let's move into the actual movie stuff. Oh boy. This one's actually a thing from last week that I missed. Okay. So you know how Warner Brothers was distributing Legendary Entertainment's Godzilla movies? Yeah. They're not they... anymore. Oh, really? Guess who's got it now? Sony? Yes! <laughs> Why? <laughs> no idea. That's... Okay. I was gonna guess Microsoft, but it's like, no, he said, like, Warner Brothers and not Sony, so none of those jokes. <laughs> Uh, Warner okay. Brothers is still backing Dune Part 2. There are some projects that are exempt from this distribution deal, but right. they are going to be responsible for distributing more of Legendary Entertainment's films, including the Godzilla stuff, which... Huh. Mm. In a press release, they emphasize that the companies are aligned in their ongoing commitment to theatrical distribution as a driver for <laughs> other downstream windows and the theatrical window's long-term value for films. <laughs> I'm sorry, I am laughing genuinely because it's like both Stewart's like, we we have a dedication towards theatrical releases. It's like, it's fucking Warner Brothers, shut the hell up. <laughs> That's why they're leaving Warner Brothers, because Warner Brothers pulled that stupid shit in 2020. Oh, fair. Yeah, where they were like, all of our 2021 movies are going same day and date to HBO Max, and we're not going to talk about it with any of our partners. Okay, you know what? Never mind. That it makes total sense, and I could definitely see how that conclusion was reached for the people who run Legendary. Yep, that's the whole reason they backed out of that deal, or at least chose not to renew. Hmm. They were like, nope, this isn't working. This is not gonna happen. You're not doing this to us again. No. Okay, that's fair. Because go both Godzilla vs. Kong and Dune got hit with that. Hmm. I just think, Godzilla vs. Kong got $470 million globally, and that was with day and date on streaming. Think of how much it would have made if they hadn't done that. Oh, yeah, that's that's a movie that just the name by itself would have driven people to the theaters and drove, so. And it did. Or at least more so, I guess. Yeah. So, hmm. nice job, guys. I know that wasn't Zazzle's fault because he wasn't in charge at the time, but way to go, guys. Yeah, GG's, Warner Brothers. <laughs> GG's. It's not all bad, though. Okay. We now have a Blue Beetle release date and a sick new poster. Alrighty. Yeah, the film will be releasing on August 18th, 2023, exclusively in theaters, and hopefully not being cut. Okay, so that means that they're learning, kind of. A Maybe. Bit. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Mm. In the meantime, check out this sick new poster I'm about to show you that I probably should have done several minutes ago. <laughs> hey, what can you... Oh, that's cool. That is a sick-looking scarab. I like the the retro color aesthetic going on. For those not in the know, Blue Beetle is... Picture a little bit Iron Man, a little bit Spider-Man, a little bit Ben 10. He's got a suit mm. of armor, he's a teenage superhero, and he's an alien super weapon that he's not in total control of. Oh boy. Yeah, it's, it's great. At least this Blue Beetle is like that. Mm. Not all the Blue Beetles are like that, but this one is. Uh, uh, fair enough. Is this Blue Beetle akin to like what Blue, how Blue Beetle is usually depicted in the comics? Now, yeah. Oh, okay, so this is like kind of a recent character change. He's he's still pretty 
I forget when Jaime Reyes was created. Hold on. Hmm. First appearance, uh, 2006. So yeah, relatively recent. Oh, okay. Wait, that's recent for... Oh, wait, never mind. For comics, comics yes. Yeah, what comics are talking about. I realized that that was going to be a stupid question. (laughs) Cosmo the Space Dog was created in 2008. Really? Yes, and you can find out more by watching the latest Poorly Explained Comics, now playing on YouTube. Woo-woo, channel plug! Woo! I did it. (laughs) Anyways, I'm very much looking forward to Blue Beetle. It's kind of a shame they couldn't recover Batgirl, but... Hmm. And I will still stand by that as a travesty and that we need to get it released at some point. Oh, 100%. However, still happy for Blue Beetle that it got saved. They were smart enough to not go... Yeah, let's cut this one, too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We also got a little bit of an update from James Gunn. Okay. The new slate that he and Peter Safran are spearheading for DC won't start until after Aquaman 2. So, 2024. Mm. Since that one's been moved back to December of 2023. Okay, so... I mean, in an ass-backwards way, that gives Gunn more time to kind of, like, process things and come up with a game plan, at least. Right. He has been giving notes on the other movies, which means he's had some input for Shazam, Aquaman 2, The Flash, and Blue Beetle. But it sounds Mm. like his reign is going to start in Ernest in 2024, and I'm very excited. Oh, yeah. James Gunn has proven more than once that he has the chops to make some banger, crazy superhero movies. So hopefully he can get something good going out of DC without having anything shackled to him. Yep. We also got a minor Flash update. Oh, boy. It's been moved up a little bit to June 16th, 2023, a whole week ahead of where it was coming out before. (laughs) I mean... Presumably that's to cut down the amount of time that Ezra Miller has to self-destruct further. (laughs) Part of me, because of how... It's definitely a good thing, but because of how little I've heard in regards to Ezra Miller and the Flash movie and all that, I kind of figured it's EC and all of them were trying to figure out what to do so that they don't have the possibility of like messing up any more press for the movie. A lot could happen in one week when you're the fastest criminal alive. Eh, fair. Boy, howdy. <laughs> oh, but then it goes back to being worse for them. Alrighty. The state of Ohio is taking the lead in a $25.5 million lawsuit against Warner Brothers Discovery. Really? Yep. That's extreme. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost has filed a motion for funds from his state to be named lead plaintiffs in a securities class action lawsuit, alleging Warner Brothers Discovery deliberately misled investors and caused $25.5 million in losses for the Ohio Public Employees Retirement System and the State Teachers Retirement System of Ohio. I am extremely curious to know the connection between those organizations. (laughs) Presumably that's where some of the money came out of. Oh, okay. The suit alleges that Warner Brothers Discovery President and CEO David Zaslav and Chief Financial Officer Gunnar Weidenfels Mm. either knew or had access to adverse financial information about Warner Media but did not disclose it as required by law prior to the closing of the merger. Oh, so what, some insider trading type of deal? More like lying. (laughs) That works. Lying works, Less I mean, except it doesn't. Less using insider information to enrich yourself by taking advantage of an opportunity you might not know about or might not have information of, and more just making yourself out to be more impressive than you are. Mm. 
I mean, that works. I, I kind of figured with all the stuff that was going on during, like, the changeover and whatnot, it's like, okay, there's, like, a lawsuit somewhere here waiting to happen. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Mm. Prepare for DC to get sold. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if all of Warner Brothers gets sold, honestly. It wouldn't, but... To a certain degree, it would kind of be a shame, just because of all the nonsense they've had to deal with so far just this year. Yeah, can you imagine, especially, like, who's going to take them? Yeah, like, at that point, Warner Brothers and DC, by at least by proxy, are definitely damaged goods at that point. Oh, they have been. Mm-hmm. For a while now. <laughs> Fair. That wraps up the news. Let's get into the probably biggest section of tonight's podcast today's podcast whatever you're listening to this is podcast mm -hmm. trailer time trailer time and oh boy were there a bunch of them someday i'm going to make a parody of terror time for trailer time <laughs> okay someday i will do it you'll see mm. what do you want to start with i guess the one that i actually have the hardest time taking seriously which is the mean one <laughs> Oh, I was expecting Cocaine Bear, but okay. <laughs> nope, I mean, Cocaine Bear is only one spot ahead of the mean one, even though the Cocaine Bear is based on real events. Yeah, but... anyways, the mean one. <laughs> I'm really I... upset I can't find any showtimes for this. <laughs> oh my god. So we saw this as one of the trailers in front of the subject of like t tonight's review, which is um, Violet Night. And halfway through the trailer, I just started laughing like crazy. I was not expecting that reaction either. No, because I just could not take it seriously. My brain just went, this is some stupid shit. <laughs> oh no, it's terrible. It's a it's horror like... parody of the Grinch, and I'm pretty sure that they don't actually have the rights to call him the Grinch. No. Um, they keep cutting not. away... They keep saying, like, he's a mean one, that mister, and then they'll just cut away. And it's just... Uh, it's shot like they're trying to give you an epileptic seizure. <laughs> For me, what finally broke me in that trailer was, if I remember correctly, there was just like this whole extended bit of them talking about how dangerous the Grinch is and, and whatnot and how much damage he's caused. And then as they're talking about it, it just cuts to a scene of him with an evil smile with like bright eyes dressed in the whole Santa disguise from the original Dr. Seuss thing. And I was just like, I, brain was just like, nah, <laughs> nah, we're done. I feel like <laughs> the real point where you lost it was when they showed Cindy, you know who, haha, mm. gearing up with guns. Yeah, that didn't help. <laughs> that that was the point help. where I was, where I just thought, oh god, Greg is actually losing his mind. <laughs> it's Doctor Seuss with shotguns. <laughs> I want to see this so bad. I'm going to be very disappointed if I don't have the opportunity to see this. It's... I don't care this if I'm going by myself. It's a 93-minute movie. Who cares? It's 93 minutes? Yeah. Huh. I... This is one of those ones where I feel like, if I'm being completely honest, I don't want to see it. But I also feel like I'd be missing out on something if I didn't <laughs> see it at the same time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so stupid. It's not about this movie looks good. It's not even about this movie looks entertaining. It's that, could can I, can I really live with myself <laughs> if I say that a movie called The Mean One exists and it's a horror parody of The Grinch and I have not borne witness to this? And the answer is no. No, I cannot. 
<laughs> yeah, for me, it would be a case of I, I, I just gotta see how terrible it is, even though I really don't want to. <laughs> exactly. Ugh. Except I actually want to see it. Fair. Because it looks like a train wreck. It does look like a train wreck. So it's like, I'm curious to see like how far off the rails it goes, if anything. True. Cocaine Bear? Cocaine Bear. Based on, and if you've seen the trailer, believe it or not, based on an actual story. And one of the last performances of Ray Liotta. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's dead now. Hmm. I could take the only reason I take this one slightly more seriously because it's like no this obviously this movie is going full on the embellishment side. It's like no this is actually something that happened. I don't remember all the details, but from what I do recall, it basically boiled down to some guys were running drugs. They f- fucked it up somewhere. A bear got a hold of it and ate all of their cocaine. And hilarity, and I believe death ensued. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to mess with a bear that's high on cocaine. <laughs> I feel like the cutoff is you just don't want to mess with a bear that's high. Or rather, <laughs> you don't just don't mess, don't, with mess with, don't mess with a bear. Or don't mess with. Just just run. Or don't run, actually. They're faster than people. Apparently the bear has been nicknamed Pablo Escobar. <laughs> I believe in the real story, the bear... Well, I don't know if the bear ever got a nickname in real life, but no, Pablo that's, Escobar... No, that's the Wikipedia article for the bear itself. Nice. It says the cocaine <laughs> bear, also known as Pablo Escobar. <laughs> Pablo Escobar redirects here for the drug lord see Pablo Escobar <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely amazing <laughs> this movie also features renowned character actress Margot Martindale okay <laughs> watch more Bojack I-, I do need to watch more Bojack but no this looks like a great time a horrendously this... violent terrifying time but also a great time. I forget, was this a Red Band trailer? I don't know. Okay, because I could have sworn there were definitely bits in the trailer where we see, like, people's cut-off limbs. Like, I'm pretty sure there's a portion where we see, like, someone's, like, chopped-off foot. And I'm like, huh, I don't think I've ever seen oh. anything like that in a non, like, Red Band trailer. You know what? I think it would have to be the Red Band trailer because there were two fucks in it. Okay. I think. All right. I don't think you can get away with fucks in a in a trailer, red no. band trailer. Yeah. Okay. Then never mind. Yeah, because there was definitely a point where it's just like I'm surprised this is in a trailer for a movie. <laughs> I want to see how that ambulance scene shakes out. Oh, same. It's very much just so. Jumping I, at the ambulance. Th- this is another one where I'm not going to say I don't want to see it, but I'm. But it's un- It's definitely much in the same category of I feel like I'd be missing out if I didn't see it. <laughs> I. If this movie isn't the highest grossing of its weekend that it comes out, there's got to be a real heavy hitter coming. Oh, yes. This is this is a stoner movie through and through. In fact, you know <laughs> what? Let me double check real quick, because February 24th, 2023... Huh. Let's see. That's going to be a fun... This is going to be a really fun February. Like first quarter. This is going to be an interesting first quarter. You're right. We got Mathrigan. We got House Party. (laughs) We got (laughs) Mathrigan. We got Cocaine Bear. We got the one day release of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. (sighs) We got Ant-Man. God, this first quarter next year is going to be busy. Okay, yeah. The only other things coming out this weekend, as far as I can tell, are a limited release of a movie called God's Time. 
Mm. An electric odyssey through New York City as two best friends race to stop the woman they're both in love with from committing murder. Okay, that sounds pretty interesting. Shame it sounds limited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Jesus Revolution tells the story of a young Greg Laurie being raised by his struggling mother, Charlene, in the 1970s. Laurie and a sea of young people descend on... Oh, right, the one with... Is this the one with Kelsey Grammer? Yes, it mm. is. This one. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, that one's interesting, but I'd rather see Cocaine Bear. <laughs> yeah, same. All right, so that locks that in. Oh, this is going to be a fun time. <laughs> oh, man. Shall we move to Mafia Mama? Morbid curiosity describes, <laughs> describes this trailer for me. <laughs> if it didn't have Tony Collette, I would not mm. care. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can agree to that. So I guess her grandfather died and he was a mob boss and his will says that she, he, he wants her to take over the business and she doesn't want to, but is also trying to settle things peacefully. So makes muffins for everybody during, during an actual <laughs> sit-down with other mm. gangs, which... What? So, with movies like these, I feel like it's kind of obvious that, to me at least, that what's going to happen at some point is that there is going to be a moment where she just breaks and ex actually descends down, like, full-on mob boss, and I am definitely curious to see what the catalyst is for that. You never know. It might be that her methods work, because I think this is a comedy? Hmm. I mean, I, it's definitely... Based on what the trailer showed, comedy is definitely one of the things it's going for. I have been almost killed two twice in two days. That's once per day. <laughs> it's like, yes, we can count too. <laughs> Remind me, was this the movie that started with, you have to like masturbate to get to your dreams or you something like that? You masturbated this into existence? <laughs> yes. Is, yeah. This is that one, this is right? That okay. One. All right. It all kind of bleeds together after a while, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. With all the absurdity. Ugh, there's a lot of absurd trailers this week as well. Indeed. I'm looking forward to this one. Apparently it's just a limited release in April. Hopefully it oh, gets that's... to us. Well, here's to hoping. Yeah. We got another trailer for the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> so, I feel kind of proud in a sense watching this movie, because even though I haven't touched any of the Mario games for any extended period of time, I did pick up on, I guess, a lot of a fair number of the game references. I was like, oh, I recognize that, and that, and that. It's yeah. like, I I know things. This is satisfying. Chris Pratt's voice still sucks. <laughs> I hate it so much. It's the one thing about this that really bugs me. There's another one that I'm not crazy about now after I talked it over with another friend of mine, but I still think they could fix it, potentially. Mm. But Chris Pratt, no. And it's not even that I hate that Chris Pratt is in it, although I'm not a huge fan of that. I just hate his performance, and there's no saving it at this point. Yeah, I am usually all for Chris Pratt things, like I enjoy him as an actor and whatnot, but his voice just isn't right in this. I feel like it's going to be one of those movies that ends up becoming just a cult classic later down the line, in large part because of Chris Pratt's not great voice in this. No, I think it's going to do decently well. It's just going to turn out Chris Pratt's the part that people dislike the most, but too late to change mm. it now, so... Yeah. I keep watching the bit of him saying let's go, but dubbed in different languages. <laughs> and not only is it better in half of them, but also mm. watching him get pummeled by Donkey Kong gets funnier when you watch it on loop. <laughs> that bit was... Is that the equivalent of how when Murder on the Orient Express came out and the first trailer came out for it, people were like editing it so the music at the end of the trailer was something different? No. I don't think okay. so. <laughs> 
It's just watching it in different dubs, but it just gets funnier watching this shit eating grin on Donkey Kong's face while he just slaps the shit out of Mario. <laughs> I kind of do like, with zero context of it all, of course, but I do like, based on what's shown in this trailer, that they're not going full on with the whole, like, Princess Peach being damsel in distress. Definitely like, oh, this is different. I kind of like this. Also, her being done with Mario's incompetence. It's been pointed out to me in a discussion that they may have overcorrected on trying to make her not a damsel in distress. Hmm. Which... She doesn't necessarily feel like Peach because Peach is, on the whole, a relatively kind... If you contrast her with Daisy, for example. Daisy's... Peach in this movie acts more like Daisy. Right. And... I'm willing to give them that maybe it's just because of Bowser's imminent threat and oncoming invasion and you kind of have to step up a bit right. to avoid having her be Peach in the games who just gets kidnapped and then sits there hmm. in the games where she's not playable at least. <laughs> but it is kind of unfortunate to note that most of the other characters feel like their characters or like they could be their characters and Peach feels more rounded off in a action girl protagonist. Hmm. So I can see that complaint. I don't 100% agree with it, but I can see it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can I can definitely see that complaint as well. Charlie Day is a good Luigi. Yeah, yeah, he is. It's definitely. <laughs> so initially, when I the first time I watched the trailer, I was actually turned away from my TV because I was also doing something else while listening to it. And during the bit where Bowser's interrogating him and Luigi's freaking out, I'm thinking it's like, okay, the first trailer's already kind of dark. Is Bowser actually torturing him to get him, like, to scream or whatever? And then I turned around and watched it, and it's like, oh, he's just pulling out his mustache hair. And it's like, I do feel that. <laughs> you think I know every I... human with a mustache and an identical outfit with a hat with a letter of his first name? Because I don't. <laughs> he just pulls the hair. It's like, ah! You know what? I do 100% feel that. I have had that happen to me, not like by someone else, but just through my own stupidity. And it's like, ah. Uh. <laughs> it's like Jack Black's Bowser to... is so damn good. Yes. <laughs> Half the time, it doesn't even sound like Jack Black, and I mean that in a complimentary sense. Y yes. Once again, Jack Black is absolutely killing it. Ah, oh, I can't wait. I'm excited for this movie, even with Chris Pratt's underwhelming Mario performance. Yeah. <laughs> April's gonna be fun. Oh, yes. A good chunk of this next year is gonna be fun, probably. We'll see. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Mm. I also like how they've got an obstacle course with the fire bars and the dropping platforms and what have you. Yeah, I saw that, and it, this reminds me of the times where I would watch YouTube videos of crazy levels from, like, Mario Maker. Yep. <laughs> Transformers Rise of the Beasts? I feel like with each of the Transformers movies, I should always be more into them than I usually am because cars and cool things and mechs and whatnot, but... It's yeah. really hard to get invested until we know where they're going with this. Yeah. Okay, so massive Autobot World War? Neat, I guess, but... Like I, every I movie? Yeah. What makes this one different besides animals? <laughs> Talking Is that it? animals. <laughs> they're not even talking animals, they're just robots that look like talking animals. God, nothing sinks the the mm -hmm. dramatic gravitas of 
ominous, chilling speech about how a threat's coming unlike anything you've ever seen before when it's coming from a giant robot gorilla. <laughs> That's fair. I don't know. For me, it's like, what things are different? Robot gorilla, uh, Porsche 911 that can clone itself and doesn't kill its occupant when it does the whole like reverse transformation thing. No, it's not cloning. It's it's holograms or something. Or, or holograms. Even though that whole like reverse transformation thing was cool, I will definitely give the movie that. That was pretty sick. <laughs> Bumblebee's new design is weird. It is weird. Not that that's Bumblebee, but when we do see him, his new design is weird. He looks smaller. He does. Yeah, physically he looks smaller when he's like actually out and whatnot. Not a huge fan. Yeah, this this one just really didn't do a lot for me. Like I said, with all the Transformers movies, it's like my brain goes, we should be more into this than we end up being because Cars, but Cars by itself is not enough for these movies. <laughs> I like that Bumblebee managed to turn it around by actually having a heartwarming girl and her robot car dog thing. Mm-hmm. And it was a breath of fresh air, and it kind of revitalized things, and now they're just like, well, back to robots fighting! <laughs> yeah, back to giant robot car fights. Only one of them's a monkey now! <laughs> that transforms it to... Okay, yeah, the whole, like, triple transformation thing I don't get. Because I assume the animal Autobots transform into some kind of vehicle as well, but it's like, okay, so it's a vehicle that transforms into a gorilla that transforms into, like, an actual mech? Maybe this is something that's established in, like, other Transformers lore, but that was one bit where it's like, yeah, I don't get what's going on here. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not fully up to speed with Beast Wars. I think they might involve time travel or something. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. That probably has something to do with that one monkey saying, nothing you face before or nothing you will face. Oh, so he's the Autobot of both Christmas past and Christmas future. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Is that Optimus Primal? I don't know enough about Transformers. I need to consult with those wiser than myself. Yeah, I don't either. I think that's Optimus Primal. Mm. Voiced by Ron Perlman? Oh, really? Yeah, okay, that's that. That's Optimus Primal. Okay. Neat. Indiana Jones? I mean... See, like this is another one where it's like, I am definitely interested in it. But I feel like I should be more into it because instead of cars, it's World War II. Or at least bits of World War II. Yeah, we're flashing back to that. We know you want the good stuff. Yeah, I don't know if that's the movie going. It's like we're going to pretend that Crystal Skull with the Soviets didn't happen or or what. Honestly, kind of hope they don't do that because it's like it, it fucking exists. Acknowledging your story that it exists, it's fine. Forget what all the people who hate the movie say. It's cool. I did very much enjoy the bit at the end where Harrison Ford's got the whip going. <laughs> Doing all the with whip the whole... tricks and everybody pulls out guns. <laughs> yeah, it's like the whip tricks with the what sounds like really bad like whip stock effects. And it's like, oh boy. And then everyone puts out a gun and it's like, yeah! <laughs> it's the first time I ever found myself rooting against Indiana Jones. But it's like, no, dude, you deserve that. <laughs> you, you, you're you like showboating all that good shit a second ago. And then everyone pulls out a pistol. <laughs> Can we talk about how dumb the title is? I genuinely forgot what the title was. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yeah, that's bad. That's It's both corny and completely nondescript at the same time. Literally every single joke title I had about Harrison Ford being too old to be Indiana Jones, I think, mm -hmm. works better than Dial of Destiny. I mean, 
okay, I do recall when my brain, when I saw that, my brain went, it's like, yeah, I have a dial of dusty in my home. It's called my stove, and it influences if I'm going to actually have food for work or not. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the missing denture glue. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the busted hip. In the busted hip. Indiana Ugh. Jones and the early bird special. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the visit from the grandkids. Indiana Jones and the Shady Oaks retirement home. In the sh- <laughs> Indiana Jones, he's getting too old for this. Didn't Harrison Ford at one point actually say that too? I don't remember. Okay, I could I could have sworn there was at one point where he more or less said it's like I don't know if I'm gonna do Indiana Jones again because I'm getting old, guys. <laughs> Anyways, it does look interesting enough. The de aging looks good when they use mm-hmm. it, but right. it really is straining it for me that they're still having Harrison Ford do it, mm-hmm. and in fact that they seem insistent that only Harrison Ford can do it because. You know it's Disney, you know it's Lucasfilm, you know that's not going to last. Oh, God, no. 10, 15 years, they'll cast somebody else and they'll do it again. Yeah. Might as well just pass the mantle on now. Mm-hmm. But I'll still probably see it. Oh, yeah. S- same, honestly. Which means I'm going to have to catch up on the Indiana Jones movies, because I think the only one that I've seen is Raiders. Which one was the one with the melting Nazis? Uh, nope, wait, I've seen... Which one was Kali Ma? (laughs) (laughs) I think melting Nazis... Melting Nazis was Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I've also seen... Whichever one had Kali Ma. Kali Ma? You know, where he rips the heart out going, Kali Ma! Hamam Shabai, Hamam Shabai, Hamam Shabai. That one. (laughs) Okay. No, I think Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark is only the only one I remember because of that, and also because of the whole ad-lib scene of, like, a guy trying to go for a sword fight and Harrison Ford just shooting at him instead. Because he really had to take a shit? Yeah, he, he's like, he's just like, I gotta be done with this. <laughs> and it's like, I, I love bits like that where it's just so absurd, the people who are making the movie is like, you know what, we're gonna keep that. <laughs> Indiana Jones in the movie marathon? Ooh, I don't know if I have that much time on my hands. Fair. Which just leaves Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So I did actually have to rewatch this a couple times. Because the first time I watched it, I was like, okay. You know, definitely a darker tone and whatnot, but I really wasn't picking up on anything special. And then I had to rewatch it two more times because the second time I was like, oh, there's some actually a few death flags going on. And then I watched it a third time. And it's like, okay, no, there's actually death flags with everybody. And for me, in all honesty, it kind of takes away from that a little bit for me. Because it's like, all right, they're not going to pull... I I would be surprised if they pulled, like, another Infinity War and just straight up killed everyone. Well, more or less, effectively everyone except for Peter. Oh, I think Peter, if anybody dies, Peter's one of the ones who's up near the top of the list. Honestly, yeah, that was kind of a thought I had, too. Because it's like, okay, if everyone else dies besides Peter, then that's some bullshit. (laughs) Here's what I'm thinking. And bear in mind, I'm bad at predicting deaths. You need to look (laughs) no further than my endgame prediction list to realize that. Right. But, here's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Rocket. Safe. Too many death flags. It's too obvious. They're making it They're leaning too heavily on Rocket's going to die for Rocket to die. Also, 
Because Rocket is an entirely CGI creation with a voice actor, he's one of the easiest characters to keep going in perpetuity, because you can recast the voice actor more easily than you can recast an in-person actor and expect the audience to roll with it. He's safe. He might retire, but he's safe. Hmm. Groot. You already killed Groot once. No sense doing it again. Once more, Vin Diesel, only there as the voice actor, very easily replaced. Groot's probably safe. Mm-hmm. Drax is dead. I am thinking that Drax is dead. Gamora, already killed her. Probably safe. <laughs> maybe we'll move on and not be part of the Guardians, or maybe she'll help take over the new iteration once half the rest of them die. <laughs> right. Adam Warlock's probably gonna end up joining at some point. Mm. Quill. Might be about time to kill him. Mm. If you want to blow up in Cosmic Marvel, you need more humans. And the easiest way to keep Quill from being the only human is to A, introduce more, and B, also kill him. Alright, so the Boruto effect. Probably. <laughs> I don't know, I've never seen it. Okay, I've seen, don't. like, one episode. You're good. <laughs> wasn't a fan. Then again, I wasn't a fan of Naruto. Yeah. Mantis, probably alive. No sense killing her at this point. Yeah. Nebula. Mm, that one's hard. Yeah, Nebula could go either way, which is unfortunate because it's only been more recently where it's like, okay, I I fully enjoy you being here, so I, I kind of hope you don't die, but I could see you getting killed anyway. But irrespective of who dies... Somebody gonna die. This is a sad trailer. It is a sad trailer. That like, music hits hard. Like, I'd never heard that song before, and then I listened to it, and it's not that somber, so they, they did a good job remixing it. Hmm. It's in the meantime by Space Hog, if anybody okay. who is likewise unfamiliar wants to check it out. <laughs> yeah, after I rewatched it a couple more times, I was like, okay, this is this is kind of sad. Honestly, when you first mentioned it was sad, I thought you were referencing like the bit at the end. <laughs> Where no. Josh was like, why don't we just kill a guy that like nobody cares about and nobody loves? I was like, and we'll okay, kill anyone who gets in our way! <laughs> no, we're not going to kill anyone. Kill a few people. Kill no people. Kill one person. One miserable, lonely person who no one loves. Now you're just making it sad. Yeah, I thought you were referencing that at the end. <laughs> nah, nah. We got Lila the Otter. Mm, I, I don't know what the appropriate reaction to Lila the Otter is. <laughs> Weird. Fair. <laughs> we got the High Evolutionary and apparently Counter-Earth full of half-animal Earth people. Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was just like... I Again, you know, not reading the comics or whatnot, I'm just like, okay, what actually is this so like, what the fuck is going i kind of want to save the high evolutionary for an episode but what the hell i'll go into it a little bit here he does a lot of weird experiments is the counter earth one of them yes oh boy indeed it is he's also mm. responsible for i think now giving scarlet witch and quicksilver their powers now that they're not mutants anymore because they did that retcon back when they didn't have the rights to mutants and they were trying to be petty mm. he's also responsible for creating bova the half cow midwife who helped deliver the twins when they were babies I was that something in Wandavision that I just like completely blotted no, out. Never came up. Oh, okay. I just that's I just comics make... exclusive. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. It's like, please tell me this wasn't something that was actually introduced that I have no recollection of. No, no, no. Because I would feel like I would remember something as ridiculous as that. Yeah, I'm super looking forward to this. <laughs> I've come to the conclusion after rewatching them multiple times that the Guardians movies are. My favorite singular franchise in the MCU so far. Which is very funny to me, considering how when the first one came out, and at the time I still wasn't familiar with anything Marvel, especially like the comics or movies or whatever, 
I remember how much a big how big of a deal you were making about it. It's like of all the things they could have picked, why Guardians? And I was young like, and foolish. <laughs> well, I don't think you were saying it in a negative fashion. You were saying it out of like pure shock more than anything else. <laughs> Fair. They also ah, oh, they have their uniforms now. That is like their actual like comic uniform. Yeah, that's the uniform from the 2008 Abnett and Landing run that kicked off the modern Guardians because originally they were a team from the year 3000 and had no relation to anything going on in modern Marvel. And then they made them for 2008. And it was, ah, it was so good. Huh. All right. So I, that was definitely something that was extremely noticeable. It was like, because I went, oh, those are cool costumes. Those are probably very significant, are they? So happy. <laughs> you got anything else? I don't know. I, you know what? Actually, something I forgot to mention because I hated it with the Transformers trailer is actually the music since you brought it up. <laughs> I don't remember the music. It's it's all a dream by Notorious B.I.G. Oh, and it's like as I'm watching the trailer and all that. Okay, usually there is like for major movies more often than not, at least I feel like there is a coherent reason to pick the music that's used. I genuinely do not understand why this is being used for this trailer, <laughs> and I kind of hate it because of that. No clue. But then not familiar with Notorious B.I.G. and also not familiar with Transformers Beast Wars, so. Eh, what can you do? Yeah, there might be a reason. Eh, we'll see. If if they do actually the whole, like, major fight thing was a dream, then... Well, at least they telegraphed it in a really weird way in the trailer via the music. <laughs> let's hope not. Yeah, let's hope not. That would, that would actually be really bad. Let's get into this weekend's box office. Oh boy. I'm gonna skip the joke. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is number one again this weekend. Probably gonna be that way until Avatar. Which means another two weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, another one weekend at the top, and then Avatar comes out. Right. So, it took in $17.5 million domestically this weekend for a $393.6 million domestic total and $732.9 million worldwide. So, that's a tidy little profit it's making. I think it's probably going to beat Love and Thunder in terms of overall gross, but we'll see. Oh, I didn't... I didn't know it was still lagging behind Love and Thunder. I thought it would have beaten it at this point. Not yet, but I think mm. it'll get there. <laughs> In second place, the movie we saw, Violent Night. <laughs> okay, actually genuinely higher than I expected. <laughs> $13.4 million domestically for a $20.7 million worldwide total so far. And that's against a $20 million budget, so we'll see. It might make some money, it might not. This movie released outside of the U.S.? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> Nothing against it, I just, this is the, this is one of those movies where it's like, I have a very hard time seeing this command anything outside of the U.S. I mean, the thing so. is, action movies are honestly kind of easier to sell outside of the U.S. Hmm. It's why blockbusters do so well, because a lot of the time it's easier to do that than a drama because you have to make the dialogue match up as best you can but also keep the spirit and also try to keep the lip flaps i suppose whereas action movies stuff blowing up is a universal language fair <laughs> in third place our latest box office punchline of strange world okay took in five million dollars domestically this weekend for a 25.6 million dollar domestic total and 42.4 million dollars worldwide Again, against a $180 million budget. Ooh, uh, movie's kind of boned. That movie is <laughs> dead. Yeah. 
Also, I spelled weekend without the third E. <laughs> so I made the weekend. <laughs> and now I'm just right. thinking of that Daniel Craig bit from Saturday Night Live. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Just <laughs> not giving a damn. I love that bit. Right. Go look it up after this if you're not familiar. Fourth place, The Menu. Okay. Took in $3.4 million domestically for a $24.6 million domestic total and $47.1 million worldwide. That's against a $30 million budget, so depending on how much they spent on marketing, and I assume not a lot, yeah, we could actually be looking at it making a little bit of profit, or at least oh. breaking even. Oh, here's to hoping. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was a really good movie. I'd love nothing more than to see that movie actually be at least a slight not a failure. <laughs> right. And then in fifth place, Devotion, which took in $2.7 million domestically for a $13.7 million domestic total, but only $13.8 million worldwide. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that movie's... <laughs> I can't tell... It's got some kind of overseas release, but it does not appear to be doing great. And again, $90 million budget. Yeah, as much as I enjoy it, that movie's also dead. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's about as much of a punchline as Strange World. Yeah. Most unfortunate. Shall we talk about Violent Night? Sure. <laughs> Alright, David Harbour is an alcoholic put-to-seed Santa Claus who ends up defending some rich asshole family from a bunch of armed mercenaries who want to steal $300 million, and it's great! And it is absolutely great. It's... <laughs> so I mean the thing about it is that it's one of the it's 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 a it's a violent mindless action movie so on the whole there at least for me isn't really that much to say about it but this movie is absolutely amazing <laughs> bear in mind I'm not a huge fan of Die Hard so my bar is askew when I say this this is mm. my favorite Christmas action movie <laughs> so far uh, I probably oh, no. haven't seen all of them mm -hmm. wait a minute is 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 Lethal Weapon also a is that a Christmas movie <laughs> oh let's find out it's set during Christmas time so does that mean that does it count then as a Christmas movie you it know takes what place it, during... if we count Lethal Weapon probably Lethal Weapon hmm but this is close. Right. Okay. And if we don't count Lethal Weapon, then this. <laughs> I don't know. Let us know in the comments. What do you think? Is Lethal Weapon a Christmas movie? I'm interested to see opinions. <laughs> but if it's not yes, then you might be wrong. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Engagement. I don't care. I just want it. <laughs> also, John Leguizamo is leading up the mercenaries, and it's great. Oh, he is so great. Oh, God. So, first and foremost, this movie, straight up, just takes the award for gnarliest kills of the year. Some of the deaths in this movie are just insane and extremely creative. <laughs> like, I, I'm not going to spoil it even when we get into... Honestly, I don't even know if we want to do a spoiler section. Yeah, I don't... I God, yeah, there's... It, you can't really do a spoiler section because, I don't know, I feel like if you see the movie, you can kind of see how things are going to go from a mile away. Oh, it's not subtle. No, no, not in the slightest. But there's some, um, the second to last kill 
in the movie and everything that surrounds it <laughs> amazing was, it was just amazing and genuinely hilarious even though it was incredibly uncomfortable to watch and extremely creative it was one of those things where seeing it play out i was like all right someone had a really good time like sketching this and putting this whole like final bit together <laughs> yeah movies good time for the most part everyone in it is <laughs> an asshole it is an asshole but as far as their their performances go i feel like everyone does a pretty bang up job <laughs> Shout out to Bertrude. Shout out to Gertrude. No, Bertrude. Oh, Bertrude. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Bertrude. Aw, oh, fuck you people. That is... Not only does this movie have some of the best deaths of the year, it's got some of the most relatable people. <laughs> They're all assholes, but some of the dialogue is just... Oh, it's 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 perfect. Yeah. <laughs> This, I keep on laughing because I keep on thinking about that scene where John Leguizamo <laughs> just goes, oh, fuck you people. I'm like, I can't disagree with him. I feel his anger. No, it's just, yeah, way to take all the fun out of being mad. Thanks. <laughs> We're not going to tell you the context because it's amazing. <laughs> but it's, ah, oh, it's so good. It's hard to determine it's... what's a spoiler and what's not. But... Yeah, no. There, just know that there's there's a scene where John Leguizamo... I completely butchered his name in you my did. laughing, and I and I apologize. There's a scene where he just completely loses it, and then what follows immediately afterwards is some of the funniest shit ever, because it's like, it's kind of a bit of a get-fucked Lord Farquaad type of deal. It is. <laughs> I mean, uh, so the action is good. It's kind of a, you know where the movie is going. There's no real big surprises in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about making the family a bunch of rich assholes. I mean, I don't think it, I don't, it's one of those things where I don't think it hurt the movie or did anything for it. Classism is definitely like, because there is a couple topics I could do get touched on and with the family and everything that's like the center of the movie. Classism is definitely part of it. So it's one of those things where it's like, okay, if that's one of the angles we're going for, then yeah, the whole rich dickhead family does make sense. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. It's one of those things where I don't think it hurt the movie, but I don't think it helped it either. So. It's a case you know. of if the movie actually had something to say, I would hate it. But mm. because the movie doesn't really actually have anything to say, it's fine. Yeah. This isn't a movie that's trying to make any broader points, even a little bit. It's just here so you can watch David Harbour as Santa Claus fuck people up. Yeah. And it and boy does he fuck people up. Oh god, he's just great in this. <laughs> he 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 does a an absolutely like bang up performance in this whole thing. I'm very pleasantly surprised by his motivations. Yeah, same. Cause the trailer, the way the trailers present the movie and the why he gets involved isn't really what you'd think. Mm-hmm. So I like this portrayal of Santa because I figured he'd be alcoholic, world-weary, but still badass and in control. And for the most part, he is. But they're also not afraid to have him completely fuck up. I don't especially know. Especially at the start. 
I felt like for a lot of it, he really wasn't in control. No. Like, he he was very much good at taking the situation and moving things around to his general advantage. But for a lot of the fights he entered, he very much was on the back foot. And it showed. <laughs> it, was, it was a very pleasant surprise from what I was expecting. In a movie that was already, in and of itself, a very pleasant surprise. Yeah. This was one of those ones where... I know we talked about it when this came up. I think we both were like, okay, who, what crazy ass like person actually pitched this movie? <laughs> like, who thought of this madness? Apparently, Pat Casey and Josh Miller. Well, hats off to you, gentlemen. This is this was pretty great. <laughs> Very true. Eh, I don't know. I don't really have. I don't really have anything else to add to it without spoiling things, but at the same time, because of how much the movie telegraphs things, I don't think there's really a need to like have a spoiler section. It's so myself. hard because it's one of those things where I don't... I want to gush about this movie, but I don't want to give things away because just watch it. Yeah, just watch it. Just straight up just watch Especially it. Especially because you... it's presumably just a singular release. There's no sequels. There's no broader universe coming up. So there's no need to engage in discussion of what this means for the future or going forward. It's just a good, fun, dumb, stupid, glorious, <laughs> bloody action movie. Yeah. Go watch it. It's great. It's pr it's great. You will you will have a good time, unless you're very squeamish. Oh, in that case, no. Yeah, like, the, if you're squeamish, you will not have a good time. I can definitely promise you that much. Especially not... Ugh. Ugh. Oh, the... Well, for me, it's like the Home Alone scenes. Yeah, no, those were difficult. <laughs> and if you're listening to this and confused why I said Home Alone scenes... They bring it up. They do bring it up. It's a direct comparison, and I should hate that. <laughs> but the movie makes no bones about the fact that it is basically Die Hard, John Wick, Home Alone, with Santa. Yeah. Go watch it. It's great. Yeah, just 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 go watch it, people. You, there are worse movies to give like your twelve to fourteen dollars to. I might go see this again the week Avatar comes out. <laughs> I might just go watch Violent Night again instead of Avatar because boy howdy, the art art theater lost its shit. Mm hmm. Oh yeah, we at key points. I've got to mention that as well. Like, there were definitely a lot more people in our theater than I expected for this movie. Like, this is I one of the most was... crowded showings I've seen in a bit. Yeah, and this was also one of the few times where having that so many people actually made the experience even better. Because when everyone <laughs> when everyone laughed, it was like, yeah, yeah, I can I can follow that. <laughs> it was so good. Hmm. Yeah, I think Go we just cut the it there. Go watch Violent yeah. Night. It's totally worth it. Unless you're squeamish. Watch Violent Night. It is 100% worth it. Next week, we'll see. I'm having a really hard time finding showtimes for anything except Father Stu Reborn. And let me tell you, not on your life. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Some religious movie about a boxer who finds God or something. So that's a no. That's a big no. That's a big no mm. for that's a negatory big bird. If I can find showtimes for the mean one, I'll go see the mean one. And if I can't find showtimes for the mean one, I guess I'll watch Christmas Bloody Christmas. Oh, that's right. The Robot Santa movie. Oh. That one's coming out on Shudder, so I can watch that one even mm. if. Right. If you, if you end up going for that, let me know. I might join you. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I probably will end up doing that at some point. In which case, feel free to swing by the house while I'm watching it. Alrighty. In any case... 
Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, if you haven't already, from that robbery that I did. Which wasn't really a robbery, because I didn't take anything. If anything, I just demanded certain actions. <laughs> so, I guess less of a robbery. Would it still count as a stick-up? I mean, I didn't actually use a weapon, because I have nothing in my hands, because I'm just recording this digitally. Verbal embezzlement? Uh, no. You know what? I'm going to call it verbal embezzlement. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it doesn't fit, but I like the sound of it. Fair enough. In any case, this has been Under the Bridge with Cody, a.k.a. the Scarlet Troll. And Greg, a.k.a. Greg. And we'll catch you guys next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.